You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. On this episode of the Motor City Hypnotist Podcast, we're going to talk about assertiveness. This is part two. If you've not listened to part one, go back and listen to the prior episode because we're continuing with how to be assertive and why this is good for your mental health. And also, as usual, we're giving away a whole bunch of free stuff. So stay tuned. Get ready for the Motor City Hypnotist, David R. Wright. Originating from the suburbs of Detroit, Michigan, he has hypnotized thousands of people from all over the United States. David R. Wright has been featured on news outlets all across the country and is the clinical director of an outpatient mental health and hypnosis clinic located just south of Detroit, where he helps people daily using the power of hypnosis. Welcome, the Motor City Hypnotist, David R. Wright. What is going on, people? It's David Wright, and we are back with another episode of the Motor City Hypnotist podcast. You know, I'm looking forward to part two. I really am. Yes, good, good. I'm yeah. glad. We are here in the Podcast Detroit Northville studios. Thank that you. is Matt, you just heard. Yes. Who can't wait for part two. Nope. Let me tell you where you can find me. My website, MotorCityHypnotist.com. On there, you can find my podcast page along with a whole bunch of other stuff. And as I mentioned quickly or briefly in last episode, we are um, hopefully my website, my new up, revamped website will be up and running by next week. So if you're listening to this at some point, you can check that out as well. Um, all the same stuff, just a little different feel and look, but uh, all the good stuff is still there. Find me on social media on Facebook and YouTube at Motor City Hypnotist and on Twitter and Instagram, Motor City Hypno. And if you would like to contribute financially to the show, you can also find me on Patreon. Patreon is a creator site where people can donate, give contributions to help out the uh, creator. Mm -hmm. So take a look at that. Very, very minimal donation amounts. Um, but again, you get kind of cool stuff like our coffee mug right here. For mm -hmm. those of you watching on Facebook Live, there all that up. Yep. Yep. Yeah, you have, you had a, you've had a shirt on. Uh, I've had my shirt on before. Yep. Uh, you can get early access to episodes. And also, if you're plugging something or just want a shout out, uh, we can do that as well. So take a look there for that. And as we do on every show, we're just giving stuff away. A uh, free hypnosis guide is always available. That's a PDF that I wrote that just kind of lays out hypnosis and what it is and what it is not. Um, the hip free hypnosis for confidence MP3 download. Uh, we've been giving that away for a while now since I put that out uh, a couple of months ago, probably. So that link will be in the show notes as well. And also, because we're talking about assertiveness, uh, the book that I mentioned that a lot of this information came from, the link to that is going to be in the show notes as well. And the name of that book is The Assertiveness Workbook, How to Express Your Ideas and Stand Up for Yourself at Work and in Relationships. And as a subtitle, if you can believe it, if that title is not long enough, a new Harbinger self-help workbook. So, yeah. so that link will be in the show notes as well. So thanks for those of you tuning in live on Facebook. Thanks for being here. Um, yeah. And if you're, uh, if you're, if you're hanging out on Facebook, give us a shout out. Uh, we can say hi and yeah, be nice to hear from you. Sure. Those of you listening to audio, thanks for checking in. And if wherever you're listening, if you could uh, subscribe to the show 
and please leave a review. That would help me very much, and it helps the show gain more visibility, and therefore more people will listen. Got to get better. The goal of this getting better at your craft. I I would hope so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After I think we're on forty four. I think I think we're on episode forty four. Very nice. Yeah, it's crazy. Out of information. Yes. Boy, that escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. <laughs> it did. It did quickly. Yeah, very. It did. <laughs> it's time for our winner of the week. That's how winning is done. All right. So it's always I, I always like to see, and I know that. Famous people, musicians, movie stars, whatever. Mm-hmm. But we tend to think that they're different than anyone else. I don't know. There's just there's this. How do you put your pants on? Yes, one leg at a time. Everyone just like they does. Do. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And, when, yeah. and if you meet them, you might. These get are it. these are yeah. these are just people who have a job that happens to be public, right? And That's they're it. in the public eye. Absolutely. And and if you know if firemen or policemen, if if they were recognized and mm-hmm. on screen, mm-hmm. they they would have the same. Absolutely. They would have the same recognition. Because they're in the public. So, so, but, but when a star does something that is, that is cool or, or caring, mm-hmm. it's just nice to see. Sure. So this story, um, I'll just tell you who the, I'll tell you who the winner of the week is. And then I'll tell you what he did. Justin Timberlake. Really? JT, uh-huh. huh? JT. Uh, after the A-lister caught wind of a fellow Tennessee native in need of a wheelchair accessible van. Mm. He reached out to make it happen right in time for the holiday season. According to the local news station, WJHL, Jake Stitt and his family were raising funds to purchase an adaptable vehicle for the 17-year-old who has cerebral palsy. Oh, wow. The teen is described as a local celebrity by actor Michael Abbott, who told WJHL, Jake sits outside the house and has a sign that says, honk if you're happy. (laughs) He's an incredible young man. So Abbott, who's the actor, uh, promised Jake that he would raise enough money by Thanksgiving. Uh, However, the $35,000 that the community members had already put toward the cost of the van will now go to the Stitt family after Justin Timberlake so generously stepped up. Just a few days ago, the van was delivered to Jake's home alongside photos of the heartfelt moments shared to Michael's Twitter. He applauded those who made a big difference in someone's life this week. And then the reporter, Sam Luther, the TV reporter, also shared a video of Justin Timberlake and Jake and his family over Zoom. Wow. Where he met them and talked to them. That's great. Um, And Justin Timberlake said, it's my pleasure. He said, like I said, I heard that there was a goal to try to get this van before Thanksgiving, and I heard your story, and I saw a little news clip about it. I was so moved that I want you guys to have this van. I'm going to cover all the costs. I want you to have a great holiday. Justin Timberlake. Go, man, go. Absolutely. Bringing sexy back and everything. That's it, man. That's why JT is our winner of the week. How winning is done. Yes, it is. So go bye so, bye bye. Back to it. So we're uh, we're talking again about assertiveness this episode, and we started with it last time, and I'll call that assertiveness part one. This will be assertiveness part two. Got it. And what we covered in that one is I we started out the episode, and I I'm just going to give you a couple of highlights of what we we talked about 
things that you may do that shows that you're a passive person, Mm -hmm. such as um, when somebody does something offensive or inconsiderate, you say, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. When you um, have a hard time saying no to anything anyone asks of you. So I went through a lot of those types of things to determine if you have a, if you have difficulty being assertive. And then we did hit on a couple of things as far as styles of people or categories that you fall in. And that would include passive, aggressive, passive, aggressive. And again, the Holy grail is assertiveness, yep. being able to be assertive without being those other things. And then we talked about a couple of ways that being assertive or being passive can affect you positively or definitely. And we touched on Randy Patterson's definition. You are in charge of your behavior. Others are in charge of their behavior. So let's get more into this right now and, and kind of move on. And, and if you haven't watched or haven't listened to the, the, the first episode, go listen to that because it flows right into this one and it will help you catch up and, and be on track to where we're at. So we ended is we ended last episode with the statement, many of the barriers that prevent us from being more assertive are, are in our own heads. They're, they're, not, they're not rules. They're not things that somebody else set up. It's in our own heads. And, and people have a fear of standing up to themselves for fear of what will happen. Mm-hmm. So what we're going to talk about now is how to become more assertive. What are the things that you can do to help yourself be assertive without being aggressive. And I guess that's a fine line. Mm-hmm. And assertiveness is not, it's, it's not a trait like height, like you're born a certain height. There's nothing you can do about that. Right. Assertiveness is learned. It's a skill, just like any other habit you have that can be developed, that can be practiced, that can be worked on. Um, you know, I was going to say this in the last episode, but I, I held on to it. It's like, Pick your battles and uh-huh. do and, and do it in a way that you aren't coming across as passive aggressive. Right. Yep. So have your have your thoughts already in place before you start to assert yourself into that. Absolutely, and, and, and make sure that what you're saying is right and right. correct. Yeah, pick your battles, man. Because <laughs> you know a lot of people argue a point just because they want to argue, mm-hmm. even though they know they're wrong. Yeah. And that that doesn't get you anywhere. No. And, and it's funny you say that, Matt, because the, the next the next quote from our author, he says, assertiveness is like a weed whacker. You take it out of the garage when you need it, but you don't have to walk around with it all day long. No, you don't. Well, you could, but you, you could. But then that gets a little more towards, you know, you know, who's this guy? You know, why is he? Uh, you know, he's the Forrest Gump in the neighborhood. <laughs> oh, da, 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 like this in the background. What the fuck is it? Yeah, with all right. You? That's what they'd be like. So how do you go about building these skills? So so I'm going to tell you the three biggest issues that people have when trying to become more assertive. Mm-hmm. The first one, and this is the big one, and we hit on this in a lot of those statements that we talked about last episode as far as what makes somebody passive, is how to say no. Mm-hmm. How do you say no when you need to? So if you've ever had somebody ask you something and in your head you're like, oh, why did they ask me that? I really don't want to do that. But the whole time you're nodding and saying yes. Right. So why? Why is it that you would do that when it's something you don't want to do? Um, <laughs> but, they had to, but they did ask. So you have to do something with that. You're either going to say yes or you're going to say no. Yeah. And, and it's, 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 a, it's kind of a habit just like anything else. Your, your usual habit, your usual thing that you would do is you're always saying yes. Mm-hmm. So it's just automatic that the yes comes out. 
And even after the fact, you might be thinking, oh, crap, I didn't want to do, I don't want to do that. Sure. But I said, yes, now I can't back out. So remember, we touched on, you can't control other people's behaviors. So once you commit to it, once you say yes, I I mean, it's not something that that's, that's not reversible because you can always say to somebody, you know what? I've been thinking about this. That's not really something I can do. Right. So, so there's a way to correct it, even if you do say yes. But what we want to do is for you to be able to to process that and to be able to say no if it's not something that's going to work for you mm-hmm. or it's not something that's going to be good for you. Okay? Hmm. So the point is you always have a choice. Okay? You always have a choice to say yes or no. And and I, I use this, this statement a lot with my clients. I'm like, there there's a time to be selfish. People apply that word, and I may have said it in the podcast, I'm sure I have, that selfish is a bad thing. But selfish is not a bad thing if you're taking care of yourself and your own Mm well-being, your own character, your own person. If it's something that you need, then it's not being selfish. Because if you constantly give and give to others and don't take care of yourself, you're going to be empty at some point. Mm -hmm. That's kind of the... the, the, um, well, can't think of the word. Well, you keep saying yes, yes, yes. You put yourself out there, but then you're not taking care of yourself. Like right. that gentleman that helped a lot of people around the neighborhood, friends and family, but his own home was falling apart yeah. because he was putting everybody else yep. first. Putting he everyone else first. He wasn't taking care of himself. And and especially if you have family or a relationship or friends and you want to be you want to have you want those relationships to be good and you want to be able to give, you have to take care of yourself first. Mm-hmm. I always use the analogy of being on an airplane. What do they say? Put uh, your mask on before uh, you put your neighbor's mask on. Right. Because if you put theirs on first, you could pass out. I thought you were going exits are here. <laughs> I'm just there, putting yeah, here, here, here and here. <laughs> but but the, that's the point though. If, if you don't put your mask on first, you can't help anyone else. Right. Because you'll be passed out. Ah, that makes that makes a lot of sense. Uh-huh. It really does. Yep. And, and I use that analogy a lot to say, you can take care of yourself first. Once you're situated, then give all you want. Right. But you have to be first. Mm-hmm. Um, the other point is, is if, if somebody's asking you to do something, the first thing is to stay calm because a lot of times we'll react. It's almost like this, this knee-jerk reaction or habit that, oh, somebody's going to ask me something. I need to do it. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's like you, you, you've, that, that, that internal anxiety just comes up. And it's the, 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 what you have to do is just stay calm, listen to the whole thing, and really just say, hey, you know what? Let me get back to you on that. That reminds me of a Jeopardy contestant. You know what? Yes. They, get the, they ask that question. All of a sudden, you just hear the click, 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 yep. click, yep. even before he's done reading. Uh-huh. You know? <laughs> well, you want, to, you want to be the first to click in there. But, <laughs> but, but, you, but you see that people, that if there were no timer on Jeopardy, mm-hmm. That they would be a lot because you know some I I I don't know if you've if you ever watch Jeopardy try to follow along mm-hmm. I'm like oh I know that I know that I know that yeah. and they say the answer I'm like I knew it yeah but I but I didn't have time to bring it up right yeah, yeah. yeah. so the first thing is stay <laughs> calm don't just react evaluate what you're rea- what you're being asked to do or what you are are proposing to do okay so the next thing is examine your beliefs we talk a lot on this show. Every show, because that's the slogan of it. Change your thinking, change your life. Mm-hmm. Examine your belief system. What, what do you believe is the result if you say no? Do you think your friend is going to punch you in the face and never talk to you again? <laughs> now, 
if that were the case, you probably shouldn't be friends with that person. Right, right. That, that's number one, although I doubt that that's going to happen. Do you, do you feel like somebody's going to think less of you because you said no? It's possible, but it again, is possible. again, you have to have a reason behind yep. the word no. Absolutely. And, and we go back to you can't control other people's actions. You can only control yours. Mm-hmm. So examine your beliefs. You know, If you say no, in fact, I think that people might respect it more if you say, hey, you know what? I Sorry, I can't do it. Mm-hmm. I, I have something I have to do and I, I can't help you or I can't right. do this for you. Right. I think people would respect that more than somebody just saying yes and, and kind of maybe that person might feel like uh, they're doing it out of obligation. Right. And that's another thing. You don't, you don't want to do things out of obligation. You want to do it because you really want, want to, to. And, and, and it's something that you feel good about. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and when you examine your beliefs, is, is the belief reasonable? Like, what's the most likely result? Mm-hmm. You know, what would your very assertive friend Larry think is reasonable? If you say no, the person will probably nod, shrug, and walk away and just say, oh, okay. Yeah. And, and this is the big thing. I, I think we, from, from in a communication with someone else, the person talking or, or the person that's worried about the other person's reaction, 95% of the time, it's never as bad as we think it's going to be. We always make it worse in our own mind Absolutely. than what the reaction really is. Worst case scenario. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying it can't happen. But but it's very unlikely, and and if it happens and it happens over and over again, then you then you have to take a different look at that person who's reacting that way. Correct. Is that something you really want to be a part of? Mm-hmm. Yep. So here's the other thing: if you've been passive for a long time and now you start saying no, there's going to be an adjustment period mm-hmm. because the people around you, whether they be family, friends, that's going to throw them off because you've never said no before. Right. So this is a step for you, and it's a challenge, but but it's something that's go- going to be good for you. So the big thing is, don't be scared. And and that first few times, it might be like, oh, really? You can't? You're not? You've always helped me before. Mm-hmm. That that might be a reaction, and just be ready for that. So so just you know, be assertive. Be assertive with it. And if they push, because they will try to do more. Some people will try to take advantage. Because mm-hmm. when you always say yes, they're going to continue to use you. Mm-hmm. And that first time you say no, they're going to try to push past that. They're like, oh, you've done this for me a hundred times. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred one's not happening now. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So here's a quote from the assertiveness workbook. You don't have to find the magic words that will satisfy the other person. Using a response once doesn't wear it out. If you keep repeating the same message, eventually they'll hear it. No, I'm not willing to do that. No, I'm not willing to do that. (laughs) Worried that this will sound odd? It doesn't matter. It won't sound as odd as you think. At any rate, the fear of sounding odd is a trap that can keep you in the control of others. Hmm. So that's the statement. No, I'm not willing to do that. (laughs) And and the important thing here is you're saying that you are not willing. You're not making an excuse for it. (laughs) That's the other thing. People try to soften the blow. They try to, to kind of... Passively, passively say no. Passively <laughs> say no. Yes, exactly. Passively say no. Like, oh, you, you know, I can't because, you know, my, uh, you know, my, my, my kids have something that they have to, and you make something up. You yeah. lie. Yeah. Is what well, people, many people do this. Mm-hmm. They'll make up an excuse. Mm-hmm. And that oftentimes, boy, that will come back to bite you. Oh, yeah. Because if you say, 
oh, you know what? No, I can't because you know I'm I'm you know my 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 wife needs me that day and I and we're doing something. And then that day comes, you don't remember the lie. You just you you just tried to get out of something, and they see on Facebook that you guys aren't doing anything. Right. I mean, that's one scenario. Mm-hmm. But 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 if you if you lie to try to get out of something that that. That is going to come back and, and that's and not being you. assertive. That's not being assertive. That's being <laughs> passive aggressive. Yes. Yes. Or totally passive. You, yeah. You're just weaseling out of it. Yep. Okay. So you know how to say no, but now how do you ask others for something? And this is really difficult for some people is mm. to ask for help. Okay. So how do you ask for what you want? Mm. How, how, how do people know what you want if you don't say anything, if you don't ask for it? And this goes back to the whole relationship thing. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody's a mind reader. I we don't I, know. I would love to be, but. Yeah. I, I mean, and, and I'll, in all fairness, I mean, if, you know, I've been married 22 years. So. Congratulations. Um, six, seven, no, 24. Even better. I have to count. Yeah. See, I got to count now because. No, let me think. My right. wife, my wife's gonna punch me in the face for this. No, we're two guys. We've both been married. Uh, twenty four. Yeah. Twenty four years. Twenty four years. Uh, I've been married twenty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So you know, we we know our spouses incredibly well. Correct. We can read their. We sometimes I mean, can read I their mean, minds. Put it this way: I know, like, I, I, for the most part, I know what she would like as far as a gift goes. Sure. Or I know what what, you know, I know that, you know, she likes to get flowers every so often, just out of the blue. Yeah. I just know she likes that. But if it's for something very specific that she's looking for, I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, I and I, I'll just make something crazy up mm-hmm. because she's into scrapbooking. Yeah, I want the scrapbook tool that does fifteen things at once. Okay, I don't know what that is. No. <laughs> so unless she tells me specifically, I'm not going to know that. So, so as far as those details, yes, you need to ask for what you want, right? And make it clear. Good. Again, people aren't psychic. You just have to ask for what you need. And here's the thing. If you want something, you're going to have to ask for it. It's not going to magically appear. Now, <laughs> first of all, aggressives have no problem asking for anything. <laughs> right. Aggressives will just say, take the trash out right now. That's an aggressive. <laughs> yes. You know, as a father, mm-hmm. if I were an aggressive, that's how I would do it. I wouldn't ask. I would just demand it. Yeah. Because I'm intimidating. That That's. I always like the word voluntold. <laughs> Voluntold. Yep. Yep. So, so again, a reasonable version of that demand or something that I want is, can you take out the trash, please? I'd appreciate it. Right. That that's the way of asking for what you want in in a respectful way, mm-hmm. and you're more likely to get results from that. You're saying the word. Please. And the thing is, don't apologize for that request either. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I went and said. Oh, I'm really sorry. Um, I, I know this is I know this is going to inconvenience you, but could you please take the trash out? I'm so, oh, I'm sorry. I know if you don't want to, I get it. Mm-hmm. You're you're just you're you're totally losing the power of asking for what you want, right? Because then the person's like, oh, they know I'm going to say no. I have an easy out on this. I don't have to do that, or at least my son would. Right. If I asked him <laughs> like that, he'd be like, eh. I, I kind of play around with that with with one of my daughters and the cat. I'm like, hey, the uh, the cat would love if you would uh, clean her litter box. Uh, can you take care of that for yeah, her? <laughs> right. That's a good way to, yeah, to reframe it. Yeah, because we'll do, we'll do that with my dog, too. I'm like, oh, you know, I think Pippin has to pee. You might yeah. want to let him out. Right. Yeah. You don't want him to, you don't want him to feel bad, do you? <laughs> so, again, 
make sure to word it as a request, not a demand. Because again, you're going to re- you're respecting someone, but you're telling them what you need. And and this sounds silly, but I but I for those of you who have who have trouble with this, rehearse this, mm-hmm. try it, J- just just review it and rehearse it, just so that it, that it becomes more natural for you. Fair, okay. So again, the whole thing is nobody's going to hate you forever if you say no. If they do, that's not a person you want to be with anyway. So let's take this to the next level. So we know how to how to say no to requests from coming from us. We know now how to ask for something. Mm-hmm. How do we confront issues? Okay. That becomes the next level where if you're not assertive, this can be a real problem. Say handling issues or could they be objections as well? Handling those it, objections? It could be. Okay. A lot of times with with passive people, they, they tend to not want to deal with the conflict. So it's easy for them to retreat and just – They'll do one of one of a couple of things. Mm-hmm. They'll either ignore it and just hope it goes away. Okay. Or they'll um that they'll somehow kind of take ownership of it, even though it's not totally their fault. They'll take the entire ownership of it. <sighs> and in in both ways, it's not good for yourself. You're 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 not resolving the issue at hand. So let's go back to the trash example. So Say, say I make that request to my son and the trash doesn't go out. So in the big picture, in the big world of things, that's not going to make or break anything. So if the, even if the trash sits in the garage for another week, at the, the act itself doesn't mean anything. It's the, it's the feeling you get from it that right. I'm disrespected. Right. That's, that's where that feeling comes. So there's symbolic value to it. It's not really the act itself. It's the feeling you get from the act hmm. and it has value to you. So if that were the case, and we'll, we'll, we'll continue on the trash issue, I ask my son in the correct way, hey, can you please take out the trash? I'd appreciate it. He doesn't. Now I have to confront the issue. Okay. But I have to do it in an assertive manner. I can't just be like, oh, you know, I noticed, I noticed you didn't take the trash out. I guess it's okay. It won't hurt for another week. But, you know, maybe next week, you know, you don't want a mousey and be, be like a mouse going into it. Mm-hmm. And plus, you don't want to be screaming either. Again. I don't know what we're yelling about. <laughs> Again, balance. Yeah, balance. Balance <laughs> is something that just write that word down and just put it somewhere and refer to it every day. Because balance is, I, I really think that's one of the keys of life. Hmm. It is. So so tell them now. In, in that case, I would say to my son, hey, you didn't take the trash out. That in and of itself is not a big deal. But I feel hurt because mm-hmm. – I feel like I'm being disrespected. Now, when you attach that feeling to it, he knows he's having an effect. Now, whatever he does with that, he might respect that and Mm -hmm. say, I'm really sorry. I'll do it. Or, well, I would hope my son wouldn't do this, but he he might just say, F you. I'm not doing it. I don't care about your feelings. They're kids, man. <laughs> but no, but I, I kind of approach the same subject. You know, help me understand why when mm-hmm. I asked you politely, yep. you know, help me understand why it didn't happen. And yeah. then you get them, you put them uh, yes. on the pedestal to say, okay, explain yourself. Yeah. And, and, and just say what it, what it feels like for you when they don't do it, mm-hmm. because that, now we're attaching feelings mm-hmm. and, and it's not just the garbage because a lot of times, whether they're teenagers or adults mm-hmm. or kids, mm-hmm. Sometimes the they're just thinking of the act. Uh, the garbage doesn't need to go out. It's not a big deal. Right. They're but, not thinking of of the effect it has emotionally right. on you. Uh. So, so three options when you're when you're confronting an issue. 
realize the problem is with your symbolic value, like, like what you feel about it. Have a direct conversation about that value and focus on changing behavior. So, so those, those kind of all go together to, to, to kind of the process of, and, and, like, and we go back to, you can't force somebody to do something. You can't force somebody to feel something. So if you express what you need and what you want mm-hmm. and they still don't do it, th- th- at that point, there's nothing you can do. Right. You, you don't want to keep banging your head on that wall over and over again right. because if you made it clear and they know how it feels, then that's on them. Mm-hmm. That's their issue to deal with. So, it's it's, it's a lot to take. It's a lot to take in. It's a lot to try to understand yourself first, mm-hmm. and then you know start bringing in people into that that that, that equation yep. as well. So, from the assertiveness workbook, we often have a secret goal. We secretly want others to admit they are villains, that they intended to hurt us or frustrate us, and that we ourselves are completely innocent. Here, the task is to recognize that we have this perfect, perfectly normal thirst for victory and then to let it go. Face facts. You probably won't get this admission of total guilt. In general, it's best to focus on behavior rather than convincing people they are wrong. And this comes down to the whole human condition that nobody wants to be wrong. Nobody wants to lose an argument. Nobody wants to say, I'm sorry. That's my fault. Right. That is one of the most difficult things for people to do. And unless you're able to do that, and this is, and that's not being passive, that's just being truthful. Mm-hmm. And this goes in, it, sound, it sounds counterintuitive, but being able to do that will enable you to be more assertive mm. because you're being open with your feelings. You're saying exactly what, what, you're, what you're feeling at that point. Mm. So, so, so in a situation like that, where, where maybe that you, you need to ask for something, and that person might respond, oh, I'm sorry. I had no idea how important this was to you. But, but they would never say that unless you confronted them about it. Hmm. And again, people who are passive, they just don't like confrontation. They don't want to have that back and forth. They don't want to work through that. And that, that's the challenge. Right. So let's sum up. Assertiveness is about controlling your own behavior, not others. You can't stop people from asking. So learn to say no. Because people are always going to ask, and, and certain people will always take advantage. People aren't psychic. If you want something, you need to ask for it and be clear about your request. Mm-hmm. And symbolic value is often what makes confrontation hard. Hmm. It's usually best to get people to change their behaviors, not their personality, and to be able to, be, to, be able to share the feelings that it makes you feel rather than the act itself being the issue. Okay. Got it? Thank you. So it takes time and practice, but, but just like anything else, if you work at this, this is something you can do better at. And, and I, again, I always try, I always say this when I, when I say it, I never like to use the word guarantee, but if, but if you are more assertive, you are going to feel better about yourself. Mm-hmm. That, that's, if, people who are passive tend to just have this, this constant feeling of just being like out of control, mm-hmm. like, like. Oh, I got to do this. I got to do that. Everybody's, I, I'm being you know, pulled in all directions because you're letting yourself be pulled. Mm-hmm. If you said no to all of those directions, except one, now you could focus. Right. So take a look at the show notes. If you want to follow up this book, again, I highly recommend this. I will have the, the link to this book on Amazon in the show notes. 
so you can pick this up. If this is something that you struggle with, I, I highly recommend this workbook, and it's something you work through at your own pace. It's fantastic. So thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Hopefully you're more assertive. Become more assertive. Practice. Make it happen. Yes. Yes. I think no. I will. I mean, if no. it's okay with you. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> and this is why. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Thanks, folks, for checking in. In the meantime, change your thinking, change your life, laugh hard, run fast, be kind. I will see you next time. <laughs>